But talking about Sabrina Starling huh. and <laughs> since, you brought it up, since I talk so much about it, you know, she is the business psychologist for moi. She's my personal business psychologist, and she's the author of How to Write the Best. How to write the best, how to hire the best. Obviously not the author of how to read the best. Clearly. <laughs> oh no, gosh. Or she speak. should do that. She oh. is my personal business psychologist and she helps businesses grow. And she's putting on a special event for listeners of this podcast. So you can register now. Send a text the word employees to four four two two two. That's employees to four four two two two. And what you get is her master class for free on how to quickly double your profit with top performing employees. Okay. That was a little bit better. All right, Chris. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Barry, the maintenance guy is here with us. Barry, uh, you, I, I think you've worked with uh, Sabrina as well. What do you think about Sabrina's uh, prowess in her field? Oh, forget it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't! Yeah. Don't! Don't! Dude, you know what All that right. means. Well, it's time to go. It's time to start. Okay. The Profit First Podcast, <laughs> episode 134. Oh my god! Come on, Sarah! I didn't hear anything! There you go! Yes, we're getting down to the groove. You stumbled upon the Profit First podcast. You probably butt-dialed us, but you're here, so we're going to have some fun. My name's Chris Curran. I'm the founder of Fractal Recording and Pause Your Life. And I'm Mike Michalowicz, author of Profit First, which is newly released... Uh, at least February 21st. So maybe this came out right before. So maybe it's not newly released yet, but to, on the verge. In like two weeks. In two weeks. From this episode. Okay, two weeks from this episode. <laughs> so pick it up. Profit first. Revised and expanded. And I'm joined in the studio by part-time drummer. I saw you doing that. <laughs> ah. And uh, my personal colleague and friend, Christina Bulldog. Hello. And you, listener, you are listening to the Profit First Podcast, where we explore every element of profitability. Today... We're going to talk about how celebrities can help you make you more profitable. You. You. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, you can find us anywhere you hear podcasts. Any podcatcher, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, um, Google Play. A little shout nice. out for Google Play. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and you can also rate and review our show. And of course, our website is ProfitFirstPodcast.com. I don't know if you've been there lately. There's some new stuff there. I hope, Mike, is there some new stuff there? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. All new stuff there. <laughs> and uh, all of our previous episodes are there. So if you're one of the, our maniac listeners who loves to binge listen, you can do it. You can just put on your headphones on a Saturday and go out in the yard and or shovel snow. Well, I don't know. Cook. You can cook in the kitchen, too. Listen to podcasts. ProfitFirstPodcast.com. And this is the show about profit. Because revenue is... Lovely, but profit is. Uh, oh my God! What ends with an E? I stumped you two weeks money. in a row. Wow. Two weeks. This is embarrassing. What were we gonna say? Money, money, uh, lovely money. No, it's got to be a Lee at the end. It's sunny. Freely. Oh, it, oh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you totally, Sarah. Me. Any help? Surely. Yeah. Sure. What's your help, Sarah? Help me out. Um, I'm gonna phone a friend. It's Sarah Shaw. Yeah. Uh, t- t- give me the sentence again. Revenue is lovely, but profit is betterly. I like that. Oh. I'll take it. You win. Oh, thanks for playing, oh, Sarah Sean. Nicely done. Don't. Thank you. Yeah, you won. You won. 
It so, helps when you uh, invent words. Right, exactly. Better. Yeah. That's what I should have done. Just invented a word. Right. So, uh, all right, Sarah, get back in your hole for a second. Chris, <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> what have you been up to, bro? Oh, man, it's it's just winter in Colorado. It's been a little windy. I don't know, something about this year, it's been a little windy. And even my friend who lives in Montana, he texted me. He's like, oh, man, he's like, I lived in Montana for many years, but this year's a little windy. I think it's something with the jet stream. Mm. Huh. I don't know. How's that out in New Jersey, Mike? Oh, it's raining right now. It's yeah, kind of gross. Come, it's like sheets of rain, but not a pouring rain. It's kind of like a fog rain. It's like a sheet. mist. A mist. Pure premium frizz weather. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, Mike, what else you been up to? The life of a oh. uh, best-selling business author. What have you been doing? So, yeah, yeah. Here's the life of the best-selling business author. It just happened a few seconds ago before walking yeah. into the studio. For Christmas, I got one of those remote fart machines. <laughs> oh no! So I came in literally Christmas Day because obviously no one will be here. I implanted it in Ron's desk, oh. and he, there's no way he can see it, but his desk is in the center of the office. <laughs> For the first time, it's gone now, he was having a quick meeting, and he ran back to his desk. As he was sitting down, I pushed it and went, <laughs> 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 and everyone just looked down and started writing. It was perfect. Oh. It was perfect. Dude, I will get two or three weeks out of this puppy. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I, during our next break, I think I'll do it again. I didn't know Jedi's <laughs> farted, but okay. I didn't either, but nor did anyone else. They were so. Does their does their farts kind of sound like a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does kill people. There's a parallel there. Uh, hey, Christina, we got any community shout outs or anything? Yes, this is a shout out to Ed Chalinor. Uh, he said, hey, Mike, I finished your book, Profit First. It's really great. We set up our accounts, and this month I ran out of money for my marketing. I have a marketing account now. That's my responsibility only. Um, he's literally running low and then running out, and it forced him to consider new options. He had worked to find a cheaper way, optimizing their website to get more conversions. Um, but now he said he does his uh, own UX testing, and he has analytics guy to help interpret the data about all their mm-hmm. web shizzle. Uh, so now he says I've saved $2,000 a month and it's gone straight to the bottom line and they took their profit um, out of their business this month and because of that they actually were able to go to Thailand for Christmas to celebrate so shout out to you Ed 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 Ed. you nailed it that's what's supposed to happen you you don't have the money doesn't mean that you have to borrow the money you have to find an alternative way awesome lovely God lovely better Um, Chris you know who I want to thank our corporate possible. sponsors, you know, we like if, if they if they were if the companies were actual people, we would just bow down before them and oh. prostrate. Is that, <laughs> prostrate. Is that the right word? Prostrate. prostrate? <laughs> Sarah, yeah. is that the right word? Prostrate? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You prostrate before the master. No, <laughs> I've. I don't. Think I can't deny thing. it. I can't, I'm going to write this. Yeah. Why don't you go, Google that Google real quick? That. I got She's it. Lying Googling. stretched out on the ground with Prostrate one's face downward. The Prostrate. I discovered a new word uh, this past week. It was called liminal, like subliminal, but just liminal. Oh. Um, hmm. Which means like to be stuck between uh, two states of being. Which I thought actually for pause your life, uh, you could help people through liminality. You know what? Ooh, so, he what? is correct. Oh, this is right. <laughs> to lay oneself flat on the ground, face downward, especially in reverence or submission. What does the audience have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's oh. awesome, Chris. Oops. So let's thank. I want to thank our corporate partners who make this show a reality. 
Yes. They are, in no particular order, except for alphabetical, uh, Fundera. <laughs> oh, love them. Fundbox. Oh. <laughs> Nextiva. <laughs> Receipt Bank. Sorry, I'll try that one again. My, uh, receipt bank. <laughs> oh, forget okay. it. There you go. Thank you, Barry, for stepping up. Zero. <laughs> what is happening? Barry's the best. Now, see, Barry's stepping up. And then, Barry, your all time favorite, pause your life. I, I think I dozed off or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I told you right. it was possible. There we go. Corporate partners. So at the end of the show, we will give you some insights into our corporate partners, the folks that make the show a reality, a possibility, and all that stuff. But now it's time to bring on our guest. Yes. Her name is Sarah Shaw. Uh, do, oh, do we have a member shout out to or no? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> I see it in my show notes and I don't know. So back in sometime in the late, late, late 90s, she, which is 1998, by the way, <laughs> she developed a very successful line of handbags that were embraced by celebrities. And uh, I think Reese Witherspoon was caught holding her handbag. Well, huh. no surprise. She sold over... Uh, sold in over 1,200 boutiques. But she also found the formula to making your product, your brand, go big through celebrities and become extremely profitable by leveraging celebrities as your marketing arm. We're going to learn how to do it right now. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. So glad to be here with you. Finally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> last time I saw you was in Durango at your house, actually. I know. That was so fun. Come back soon. You make killer coffee. Thank you. Um, I just want that to be known. By That's everybody. important. <laughs> and I met her family. I met her brother, John. He was awesome. Cute. I didn't meet your other other brother that day. No. But it was awesome. Hey, so here's the deal, yo, Sarah. You've told me that anyone can access celebrities. Anyone can get there. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but any business can do it. Really? That's my question, yep. by the way. Yep. Okay, so yes. how? <laughs> how? In a word, yes. Um... Well, so there's a few different ways. To, well, there's kind of one way to actually do it, but you kind of want to think about how the celebrity could help your business, right? Like if it, you have a product-based company, um, it's, it's easier to, to get celebrities involved. And because, you know, you see them in People Magazine or In Touch or, you know, OK or whatever celebrity magazine you're looking at in style, and they're usually carrying a product or wearing clothing or, you know, doing something to their kid or something like that. And so um, the easiest way to, to kind of figure it out is you think about the kinds of celebrities that you need on board, essentially, to help promote your brand. And then there's a, we use a, a website called contactanycelebrity.com, and we look up all of their contact information. We send them like a little special letter that we put together and asking, you know, their their gatekeepers essentially right the people you got to get through if we can send the gift to them and usually they say yes sometimes they say no um but that's kind of how we get it to them and then it's really a question of how you promote it and use it to your benefit that can really help you make the money by getting now what defines what defines a celebrity like just a movie star or how, how do you define that well i mean i think it's just depends you know on what your field is i mean i think most people look at either tv or movie stars or pop singers Right. Okay. okay. Um, you could also look at, um, you know, like for me in my consulting business now, right? It for me, people like 
who are the shark tank are celebrities for me to get, yep. you know, to talk to. So it, it just depends on what your business is. You know, if you're, um, you know, if you're in the, the baby business, you make baby blankets or something, obviously celebrities for you would be new moms. You know, you don't really care about the rest of the people who don't have kids, you know, or don't have little kids, right. Who can't right. use your product. So it kind of comes down to distilling who, who's what celebrity means to you. It could be politicians, you know, it could be anything it could be, you know, different athletes, kinds of entrepreneurs, right. athletes. Yeah. Anything. Okay. So, okay. So could, they can be in any category. Uh, they have a degree of fame and public recognition, but yeah. how do I know the celebrity that I want to work with? I, you gave a little hint with the mom, but can mm -hmm. you give me some more ideas around that? Well, I think it just depends on your product. Like, let's say you make some kind of sporting clothing, right? Um, you know, so it's going to be a question of, is it, you know, or is Venus Williams and her sister, you know, Serena, do you make tennis clothing? Do you make casual, like, après <laughs> athletic clothing, clothing right? right. Um, do you make ski stuff? You know, are you going to go after Olympic skiers? So it, it, it's really a question of kind of distilling down who's going to use your product, right? What, what kind of person, and then really kind of doing some Google searches and seeing, you know, if those people you know, get photographed. Cause you really, you know, anybody who's super private, um, you don't really want to bother with because the chances of them getting photographed wearing or using your product is pretty slim to none. And you, so you want to make sure that these people are, are out there, you know, whether they're like, you know, walking down the street, getting coffee or going to a Christmas tree lot with their kids or, you know, the paparazzi's out there all the time. So, you know, and obviously, at the Olympics, or for, you know, for an example, if it's a sporting product, sporty product that you have, you know, they're taking pictures of, you know, the Olympians having dinner or walking down the street or just talking, you know, doing interviews with them that are that are not exactly related to their, you know, the time that they're on camera, you know, competing. So it just you kind of want to look at the life of the person and see kind of how you can fit into that. And because the more personal your letter to them is, you know, I saw you do this. I see you do this in your life. I, you know, you take your kid to school every day or you're, you know, I see you sitting in the lodge every day at the, at the end of your ski day, you know, doing X, Y, or Z, you know, and I think you'd like my product. So finding that connection to them and is, I think the key to bringing somebody on board. Now, it sounds like this would be oriented toward a physical product, like something I could take a picture of. Yeah. Uh, Ugg boots. I remember Brooke Shields. Uh, oh, the eye cream. Am I thinking of someone else? I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. What the hell are you, talk what are you talking about? Eye cream? <laughs> Is that when they no, put the hemorrhoid cream under their eyes? The hemorrhoid cream under their uh, eyes. I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. Carry on. Um, no, Brooke Shields was with Ugg boots, and Ugg exploded when everyone saw Brooke Shields wearing boots. Right. right. But Sarah, what if you have a service? I mean, can you still leverage a celebrity? Yeah, totally. I mean, it just depends on what it is. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen you know, people go to like who have a photography business, for example, you know, and you can offer to take free pictures of their family or their kids or, you know, okay. their house or something like that. So yes, you know, you, I mean, I think it's harder, you know, if it's become something more personal, like, you know, you're a therapist or something and, you know, you want to therapize <laughs> them. I'm not yeah, really that sure that that's yeah. going to work. Um, but, you know, um, but, you know, other kind of service, more probably more arty service-based companies i would i would guess you know to venture just because it's something physical that you can offer them 
you know, they're, you're not, you're not trying to, you know, get into their head or shrink them or something. Um, which, you know, which I think is going to be quite difficult. Um, Sarah, I was thinking for pause your life doing a retreat cause we do retreats doing a celebrity retreat and invite certain celebrities to become on a retreat. Totally. Exactly. Tough, Something though, right? like that. I mean, it, you know, if the topic was of interest to a certain group of celebrities that you were pitching, then yes, definitely. Or even having a celebrity come and attend, like one celebrity come and talk at your retreat if they have an expertise in whatever the retreat's about. But isn't nice. that what they do for money? I mean, well, something like that, yes, you might, you'd probably have to pay them for, unless you were doing some kind of an exchange where you were teaching them something to further their study of that topic. Um, but like when you're just gifting something, a product, right, whether it's a photograph or a handbag or a piece of clothing or whatever, then they just take those for free. You don't have to pay them to take it. Um, you can't ask them to, you know, tweet about it and be like, hey, I'll give you this if you put a picture of yourself holding it on Facebook, um, <laughs> you know, but you can ask and you can be, you know, polite in your request, you know, hey, if you love this, I'd love, to, you know, if you like our product, we'd love to send you more, you know, if you feel inclined to tweet or Facebook about it, here's our links, you know, um, and maybe sticking in some kind of, you know, postcard with a return address stamp, you know, so that if they wanted to send you a note, they could, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of push things to the edge myself, you know, and not everybody's willing to do that, but I kind of go all out when I want to get somebody, you know, I'm either hounding them on, by email or phone or, um, you know, or just sending as much stuff in the package and sending follow-up letters. And did you like it? Did you get it? Do you want more? You know, even though you, you say that in the initial package that you send, I like to send follow-ups and just be as aggress as aggressive as possible, just because that's that's kind of I find that's how you get it done. And if it's really important and you can see the value, you know, of what that can bring to your business, right? If you're showing your online, you know, your online customers, right? Hey, so and so celebrity has tried our product or is using it or has it, you know, whatever you can say as far as the truth goes, you know, or sending it if you're if you have a hard goods product and you're selling wholesale to stores, you know, it's really gives you really speaks to your credibility to be able to say to stores, you know, hey, these four celebrities have our product, you know, and we'll send you a little tear sheet that shows you, you know, it has a picture of them with our product on it, you know, and that it sells. After that initial contact though, like if you're the business or let's say you're offering a service like accounting or bookkeeping and you want to talk to someone like Dave Ramsey or someone who's huge in, in your specific niche, mm -hmm. but you don't, how do you get yourself to stand out? Like you can reach out to the person, you can tell them, you know, everything that you want and, and a potential relationship, but how do you make yourself, you know, more appealing than other people who may be contacting them? I think it's in finding that connection that I was mentioning, you know, like I, I find that when you can make that connection, you know, I, I love this about you or I, you know, for somebody like Dave Ramsey, it'd probably have to be talking about things that you've seen in his business, you know, that have inspired you or, um, you know, made you want to reach out to him, something that you personally related to in, in the context of what you've seen. Um, you know, it's, um, like I find that for my own podcast, when I'm looking for celebrities to, to, for me to interview, um, it, I do the same thing. I find a reason to connect with them. And if I can, if I can really drill down that connection, then usually their people say yes. So why don't we share a little case study? I, I, 
maybe I know you had Venus Williams mm-hmm. or so was it Serena or was it Venus? It was Venus. Yeah. Venus. <clears throat> maybe she's a good example. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you've got another celebrity. You've done work with so many celebrities. Give me one study that or example that you've done to get a celebrity. Step by okay, step. well, like Barbara Corcoran, for example, um, I decided I wanted to interview her, of course, just for my particular business, I have to watch Shark Tank all the time. And, you know, I enjoy it, but I kind of have to, it's homework for me, right? Because mm-hmm. if people in my field are talking about it, I need to know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I want to interview her. I love her. And so I actually just went on Facebook and found her page and sent her a Facebook message because I just thought, well, I'll just start there rather because I couldn't find a contact on her website. And, uh, and I and she literally wrote me back in like five minutes, and said, and said, uh, Oh, sounds sounds like it could be interesting. um, But everything goes through my assistant, Gail, you have to email her gave me her email address. It took six months for me to book this. I mean, they kept saying no, she was too busy. Um, you know, and I was like, and finally, I just wrote back. I mean, I literally wrote to her every three weeks. How about now? Do you think she has some time? I don't really care if she's in the car on the way to the airport. I just need to have, you know, 20 to 30 minutes with her to do this interview. And, you know, then I kept going on about, you know, how she, her, you know, she would impact my listeners, how much they could learn from her, you know, how they all watched her on Shark Tank and how, you know, how much I would promote it and all the, every email had something different. You know, this is how I'm going to promote it now. Oh, I just, you know, interviewed so-and-so and now I've got a bigger following and I'm going to promote it this way. And, you know, and finally, you know, I mean, I literally begged, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it went. And, you know, and she didn't tell me to stop emailing her. You know, she just kept saying, well, try me next month, try me next month. And she would never commit to anything, the assistant. And finally, you know, she was like, all right, she can do it Tuesday at three or whatever, you know. And I was like, canceled my entire day and just like got ready for this interview. Your children's (laughs) play wasn't that important anyway. Exactly. Yeah, they don't need to eat every day. Right, exactly. And, um, And so, yeah, so it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of distilling down the reasons. And I think that because I was a so persistent, I mean, I I just think in general, most people like the majority of the world gets one or two no's and they're like, all right, well, this isn't going to happen for me. But I just, you know, I kind of grew up working in the film business and got into film right after college. And that was like my first work experience. And there is no, no in the movie business. Everything's a yes, I'll figure out how to do it. And so I had this real on the ground training, you know, in never taking no for an answer and not accepting that and knowing there's always a workaround. And, you know, it's like until the wall comes down or the person is like, do not ever email me again. (laughs) I'm going to report you to the, I'm going to have you arrested. You know, I will just keep calling or emailing and just trying to get What if they do tell you to stop? What if they do say, hey, stop emailing me? I I assume you just respect that and stop. Of course, totally. Yeah. But until they do, I mean, I just keep going and I'm not saying email every day. I'm just saying like, you know, the first few days I'm like, Hey, did you get the email? Just wanted to make sure you got it. You know? And as soon as they say, yes, I got it. You know, then I tend to, you know, kind of back off and I'll start going like once a week or twice a week, you know? And if you start calling, you can always call and you don't have to leave a message. Right. So if you have, if you do have the phone connection, um, you know, I don't, obviously you're not going to, you don't want to stalk anybody and I, you know, a, who has time for that, but, um, but it's more that continuous contact, you know, like I tend to, I keep like a, um, open, um, 
you know, Mike, you know this about me. I'm extremely organized with my Google Mail folders. So yes. I have a folder that's just like open emails that all need to be followed up on. And every Monday I look at it and I see who who do I need to follow up with. And then I, I just was, uh, make a little bit. If I can tell a personal story. So I was visiting Sarah uh, for a speaking engagement out in Durango and I stayed at her house. I don't know, Sarah, if you realize, I snuck onto your laptop, looked through those mail folders. One of the <laughs> folders is labeled Mike's Bullshit. And that was all my <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> hey, um, let's let's go through a little example. Say, uh, Christina brought up Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Say, I want Dave Ramsey. I, you know what would be amazing if Dave Ramsey endorsed Profit First, mm-hmm. game changer for me. Yeah. How right. would you coach me through reaching out to Dave Ramsey? Well, I'd probably have you list like ten things that you feel like you relate to him about. He's you know, awesome. whether it's, it's you know awesome. things he's written, talked about. Um, you know taught or you know something you would things you admire about him and and then put together a little pitch you know just saying you know hey i i like maybe we'd pick three or four things you know and i just feel that you know feel my listeners would really benefit because of x y or z you know here's our stats you know here's other people in your same you know celebrity status level (laughs) right that we've interviewed um and now let let me stop you right there you said Pitch three or four things, meaning pitch a podcast, but maybe pitch also, would you endorse my book or, or what are the, what well, do you mean by I mean, well, pitches? it depends what you want him to do. If you want him to endorse your book or be on the podcast, right? Yeah. So if you want him to, either way, I would pick from this list of 10 things that you write down about why you think he's a good match for you. Yes. We'd use maybe three or four of those in the email. I see. To do the yeah. pitch. And the pitch is a singular thing. I want Correct. him to come on the yeah. Well My Accounting Practice podcast. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And, yeah. you know, and, and then it's, and then I, I probably wouldn't ask for two things. You know, okay. I'd probably get him on the podcast or get him to endorse the book, one or the other. And then when you've got him locked down for one of those, then when you're talking to him, just say, you know, hey, I'd love to send you a copy of my book. Or, you know, when you book him, say, I'd love to send you a copy of the book, you know, what's your address? And, you know, and then after, you know, he's read it, hopefully he'll email you and say, hey, I read your book, blah, blah, blah. And then you can, you know, then at that point, you could ask for some kind of endorsement. Gotcha. Because you ha- you're building, that, you're slowly building that relationship. I just yeah. find like, you know, when I was interviewing, when I wanted to interview Venus Williams, I wanted to interview her because she has a clothing line called Eleven. And... Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, you know, my, my people wouldn't have been interested in just me talking to her about tennis and I wouldn't have been interested in that. But I wanted to know kind of how she went from being a tennis superstar to, you know, starting a clothing line and a home decor line. And so, you know, I, that's what was interesting to me. I didn't even, you know, so I just went straight to her company, right? I didn't go through her publicists or people who handle her sports part of her life. I went directly to the um, clothing company. Oh. And just ask them, you know, how do I get in touch with her? And, you know, this is, and, you know, they're like, well, just send the email here and we'll get it to the right person. You know, so I had a gatekeeper for a gatekeeper, (laughs) you know, and so you, sometimes you have to go through multiple levels to find people, you know, and it was, you know, like as they're asking, you know, they don't always read your whole email. So you have to be prepared that you're just like, wait a minute, you're asking me a question that I already answered, you know, 
you're thinking that to yourself, obviously, <laughs> you yeah, know, and then you're yeah. like, okay. And then you're reiterating maybe in a different way because the way you said it clearly didn't ring a bell for them. So you kind of change the wording around and then you add something else, you know, like I said, oh, hey, you know, if I do this, I'd be happy to offer a coupon discount to my readers, you know, if you're into something like that. And they were like, oh yeah, that's awesome. We totally want to oh, do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So, so it's, you know, so you kind of have to think for them. And I, yeah. and I really find like, you know, especially anyone listening, like who sells their products into stores or anything, like people always think, oh, well, store buyers, you know, they've got a big store, the successful store, they must know everything, right? But they don't, like they don't know how to sell your product, right? So you have to find ways to show people how to use your product. I don't care if you're pitching a store, pitching a celebrity, pitching a, you know, somebody from L magazine, right? These editors don't, they're not trained in how to use your product or talk about your service or anything. So you have to show them what the benefits are. And even if you think yourself, God, you know, any dumb dumb should just be able to realize this. It's kind of the same. Like you go to a website and you're like, oh my God, I heard this was so cool. But then you get there and the website's so lame. You're trying to figure out like how your friend even figured out it was cool, right? And you're digging and digging and you spend 10 minutes and you're just like, forget it. I can't even deal with this. You know what I mean? So you don't, you want to avoid that when you contact people, you want to be kind of extra, you want to explain a little bit more than you would if you were sitting face to face with somebody. Now you, you mentioned the site, contact any celebrity. What are the resources that you suggest to identify or find celebrities out there and how to contact them? Is that the only source? Yeah, that's well, it's the only one we use. They have the largest database in the country. And and what's really cool about them, it's um, Jordan McCauley owns it. And he's just a really sweet guy. And he if you if you if you they guarantee all their contacts. So if you should contact, you know, send an email and it bounces back or, you know, you get the email saying they don't work there anymore. You can just forward that to him and say, I need the updated contact and he'll get that for you. And let you know that it's been updated in the system. And also equally, if you send something, you know, if you don't, you know, some people don't do the initial contacting, they just like get on there and are like, I'm just going to send this to, you know, Joe Schmo. And it comes back to you as, you know, undeliverable or whatever, he'll reimburse you for the postage. Okay. So, I so just it's, feel... a, it's a paid service, this, this exactly. contacting celebrity. Yeah. But and you also and said, it's... Barbara Corcoran, you found her on Facebook. I mean, it sounds like yeah. there's alternative means too. Yeah. I mean, you can go to people's websites, right? When I interviewed Marcus Limonis, I just went straight to his website and hit the contact us button. <laughs> and he came um, on one, two, three, huh? It, yeah. That wasn't too hard. That took maybe four or five weeks to schedule. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, so, it, and it's, it's also, you know, kind of doing that, that it's, you kind of put your detective hat on essentially, you know, um, and, and you really have to, you know, kind of be willing to sort of go down the rabbit hole, you know, and sometimes if you just Google so-and-so's contact information, you can get that, you know, it'll come up maybe from an old listing. Um, but contact any celebrity is pretty inexpensive. I think it's $30 a month. So, hey, and you know, not, not a big deal. Before we wrap up, tell us like kind of the things to avoid when trying to get a celebrity to endorse you. Well, you. you never want to use that word. Because endorse in, 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 insinuates that you're going to pay them. Okay. I so, didn't know that. yeah. So you want to make sure that when you, 
you know, if you have any, you know, if you're soliciting essentially a celebrity to either take your product as a gift or your service as a gift, um, then you want to just make sure you say, I want to gift you this. And, and if okay. anybody goes to my uh, homepage on my site, we actually have a, our pop-up offers a free um, letter example. So they can, you can get our, our template and a, an example of a letter that we use to get products to Sandra Bullock. Oh. And you can get those for free. So you can check it out and see how we draft our letters to celebrities. So we will not include that in the show notes and we won't let Sarah mention it. We'll just let people, <laughs> how the hell do I get that? So yeah, at the end, we want to know where to get that. And then let's make sure we put that in the yes, show notes, absolutely. of course. Yeah. Okay, what else to avoid? Um, so, you know, kind of over, you know, overstocking people. <laughs> you know, you want, you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you want to, <laughs> you know, you want to do the reach out and then kind of think <laughs> about, you know, put yourself in their shoes and know that they probably get a thousand or 2000 emails a day, you know, and, um, and I kind of keep it simple, like make sure that the subject line, like if you're sending a gift, you know, always says, you know, a gift for celebrity name. And that way you're telling them exactly what it is because they might not want to read that email till five o'clock. You know, they might reserve time during the day oh, to, to look at that kind of stuff. So I think it, we find that we get better responses um, when, when we kind of stick to those guidelines. Um, mm. And the other thing is just the main thing is to really make sure that you have a solid connection, that you're not just like, oh, I love, you know, Brad Pitt and I want to get him something, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, A, you want to see if your customer cares about the person, right? Because if they don't, if, the, if, if so-and-so, if some celebrity having your product isn't going to be a draw for your customer, then heave ho to that celebrity. You can be a fan in your personal life, but not in your business. Mm. And, and then also making sure that the connection that you're finding is real for both, you know, for you so that you're, you know, because I think your letter is going to be more genuine if you're speaking from, you know, a place of truth. Love it. All right, and Sarah, we, we, yeah, Chris, Sarah, you have something? Actually, Mike, I have a question about profit. Um, Sarah, I have been podcasting and producing podcasts for many years, and a lot of times a podcaster will land a big interview with a, I won't say A-list celebrity, but a bigger person with a much mm -hmm. bigger audience, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 as a podcaster, you think, oh, I'm gonna have uh, like for like for me on my Mystic show, I interviewed Bruce Lipton. He's a author, you know, very popular. Founder of Ice Tea. <laughs> he, um, you know, big following online, everything, and and so people think, oh, when I have this guy on my show, my listeners, my listenership is gonna go way up. And the reality is it really doesn't because mm -hmm. the celebrity doesn't share your show. So right. my question to you is getting talking to celebrities and getting them to wear your product or use it. That sounds good. But in the end, how often is it really profitable for that? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'll go back to the products first, just because those can easily show up in magazines. You know, um, I mean, when I've had products in magazines, I've made $150,000 from one picture in a magazine before. Nice. So, um, you know, in, in one of my companies, Jennifer Aniston, I was making pajamas for a while and we got her pajamas and they just did a little blurb about it. Obviously there wasn't even a picture of her wearing the pajamas, but it was right before Christmas, like November issue. And we made $150,000 in sales. Um, the next in, Christmas in a short period we, too, that was just a couple of weeks, six or weeks. Something. Yeah. Six weeks. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, and I've had clients, you know, who got stuff to Angelina Jolie's kids and never heard a word. And then nine months later, it showed up in, you know, people in touch, okay, you know, and in style magazine or something. And she made about 50,000 in one weekend off of one t-shirt. And so it can really expand your business. And I, I totally understand what you're saying about how if you have somebody famous on a podcast that they don't necessarily help you, you know, promote it. And I think that, um, that, you, you know, maybe it's a document that you have, like when you send out, you know, here's how you get on our podcast, you know, like the thing you guys sent me, right, you could even put in there, you know, the, you know, and we, you know, obviously we'd love for you to help promote it. We'll be sure to let you know when it posts, you know, and then when it posts, sending them, cause I'm just starting to do this myself. <laughs> so sending them a link to the recording, cause obviously you do that, but then also like um, pre-written tweets and Facebook posts that they can put on there um, really easily or their team can do that they don't, nobody has to think about it. And maybe some images or things that would go along with it and and really just kind of staying in touch with those people and making sure that they actually do say something and then posting it on obviously sharing it and posting it on their social media pages. And then I find often when I post it on their page that they'll comment on it, you know, like Venus, they reposted it actually when I tagged them on their page. Um, and drove a lot of traffic, you know, people listening to my interview with her. Boom. Nice. boom. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, I guess the reason I'm asking is because, Mike, you're always saying that, you know, don't in your business, don't go do speculative things or crazy things. And I'm not saying this is crazy because it's definitely not. But, um, you know, the the major successes you've had are certainly to some degree an anomaly. And most people, I think like the average listener, the plumber who's listening to this show who is now going to maybe dedicate a few hours a week to trying to get a celebrity, uh, most likely is not going to have any results from it, Mike. So would you would you recommend a business try and do this, Mike? Yeah, so what I believe is uh, whatever's working, amplify it, do more of it. But I think we always need to dabble in new opportunity. So if there's a celebrity, like, like, could you imagine Michael Rowe, you know, about talking about plumbing? That's the kind of... Uh, person you do want representing you so i think it is worth an effort but i think the mistake people make is they go all in on something that's not proven and mm-hmm. then it fails and then they're in real trouble i would try it out for sure uh but i wouldn't devote time to it until you have a proven track record sarah did this over if you read her whole bio which we don't have enough hours to do that but if you read her whole bio <laughs> it's like success after success you know being an oprah people uh all these different celebrities she's mentioned a few of them katie holmes all these different celebrities because she knows this process works for her and it's brought tremendous results. So I would, I would test it. I would test it, but think it through. Don't just say, Oh, I want, uh, you know, whoever the big name is and Barack Obama, Barack Mm -hmm. Obama. Yeah. And and the other thing too, that is, can be really cool is if you get certain celebrities, sometimes like if you want bloggers to write about you or you want to be included in, you know, like the blog roundup for your field for that year, right? Like, you know, everybody does like, you know, the best of, you know, having some celebrities on board can sometimes tip those people in your direction and they'll want to include you in those roundups. And those can be that can end up being profitable. You know, even if it's six or nine months down the road, you're still doing it's like a slow build. Yeah. Yeah. Long term play. All nice. right. We got to wrap things up here. Sarah, where can people get that that awesome 
templated letter you have and all that stuff about you. Yeah, just go to my website at sarahshawconsulting.com and it will pop up for you. And you can just subscribe to that and we'll send it, it'll get sent right out. So there you have it, sarahshawconsulting.com. We'll include that in the show notes too. And uh, next time you're in Durango, uh, look for the house surrounded by celebrities trying to get in. <laughs> That's Sarah's house. Sarah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I right, will see you. That's right. Bill Murray was spotted in Durango in camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> that isn't right. He's more of a drunk voice. It's more like, yeah, it's about 150 yards or so. There you go. Yeah, that's a little, that's yeah. a little bit better. All right. Hey, Chris, in a second, man, we are going to recap what we learned from Sarah, all three of us, so be ready. First, I want to thank our corporate partners who make this show a reality. Yes. Okay. So uh, we're going to just say their names again, and then we'll dig into one of them a little bit deeper. So Fundera, one-stop shopping for loans. Fundbox, Cashflow Accelerator. Nextiva, which is a voice over IP phone system. Receipt Bank, which is a organizer for your receipts. You can scan them into your phone. And then Zero. that's the one I want to dig into a little bit. Zero is cloud accounting software. And it's what we've used here for the last couple of years. Yep. Um, you do our invoicing through it. I do. And, you, and you know it has an automatic collections feature, meaning when we send out an invoice, it sends out reminders and so forth. Mm-hmm. Some checks came in. They said, oh, thanks for the reminder. I forgot. They emailed me. I said, oh, our pleasure. I was going to go, thank you for sending a reminder. And I saw the system did it automatically. I'll take it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you'll anyway. take it. Uh, <laughs> right. And then last but certainly not least is pause your life, Chris. Yes, that's my wife and I have an organization called Pause Your Life. It's a nonprofit. We do retreats and meetups. Website's pauseyourlife.org. Just go check it out. There's a lot there. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, cool way and, to, yeah. Oh, and like I said, mentioned to you last episode, I think, Mike, I, I want to talk to you offline about a an entrepreneur's retreat. Now you're I talking. Have, I have sick ideas. It's going to be awesome. Anyway. Dude, now you're cooking with gas. Because <laughs> if anyone needs it, it's entrepreneurs. Oh, Dude. talking about gas during the break. I'm going to zap Ron again. With the phone. <laughs> um, Chris, what you, was your you know what we t- need? I just what? thought, Mike, we need to get you like a, a, a wireless handheld mic so you can go roving around your oh office. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have one now. We Live on a, a podcast. Mic now, yeah. yeah, we got a lavalier. I wonder if I can kind of walk around. Just <laughs> <laughs> <It'd> be tremendous. <laughs> Chris, what did you learn from uh, Sarah today? Well, I learned a lot, actually. I really appreciated uh, everything she had to say because she's clearly doing it at a very high level. And it the whole concept of contacting celebrities is not something the average person thinks about, right? No. The, Joe the plumber is like, oh, what am I going to do? Come on. But it is possible if you if you get a little... Uh, creative. I like the whole idea of making a real connection with the people. You have to bond with them and 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 have some commonality there and and a real reason for contacting them, not just yes. hey, I want to hawk my crap, right? Kind of thing. So yeah, I like that. Mm. What'd you learn, Christina? Uh, I mean, I think it applies to a lot of things in life, but to to really be persistent and don't always take no for an answer unless they flat out you know, tell you I'm not interested, but if, you know, <laughs> if they show interest and, and, you know, people are busy or sometimes they miss things, you really just have to be persistent. And each time you contact them, you keep it short and sweet and you offer new information so that yeah. you're not just a broken record. I think that's huge. Right. You're not sending the same email yeah. over and over. Yeah. You know, I get these scripted emails where someone will write, write to me, write something. And then two days later, it's like, did you miss my email? <laughs> no, I don't want to read your email. <laughs> and then they leave. It's persistence, but it's 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 truly 
specific to that person. What I learned was there's many access points to celebrities. It's not just um, through their agent, mm. you know, through Facebook, um, through this contacting celebrity site and these other things. And then the one I got zapped on was don't use the word endorse. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, that, that was a big learning lesson for me. So I will never ask uh, for that again because now I know what that constitutes. That's what I got, there you Chris. Go. So good learning. And by the way, you're listening to this right now. You, yes, you, you're listening. And I, we know you're listening. <laughs> we want to know what you learned. Go to ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Find this episode. What is it? 134? Correct. Uh, yes. Correct. Yeah, 134. <laughs> ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Comment on this post and tell us what you learned. And you can even ask a question to Sarah or Mike and, and they'll answer you. I promise. I promise. I'll stand by it as well. <laughs> Good. There you go. So that's Good. it for today. Thank you for listening. We're going to uh, exit, and Mike's going to tell you about Profit First Professionals because, you know, being profitable, I, I love uh, the equation, Mike, that you often say profitability equals sustainability. And like, how many, how many businesses go out of business? Like 83% or something stupid? It's, yeah, within five years. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. So. Wait, it, let yeah. me tell you something about that statistic, and then I'll, I'll go into my little commercial. Let me tell you about that statistic. 83% of businesses, whatever, go out of business within five years. They are the lucky ones, Chris. <laughs> they, they, at least they're done. The survivors <laughs> the survivors are barely getting by. And there's some businesses that survive 10, 20 years and never make a profit. They're, they're, they're Scary. They say you make more money working minimum wage than you do if you own a retail store on average. The average retail store owner makes less than minimum wage. Works ridiculous right, long hours. Yes, I know Barry. I know Barry. <laughs> God. <laughs> but we can turn this around. We can turn around for you right here, right now. And it, what's that? Is that what's that? Oh, that's from GMAT. That was from GMAT. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> me, uh, He's confusing I mean, I am himself. I'm wearing a Darth yeah, Vader shirt today. Maybe I threw you off. <laughs> right here. Right, I mean, yeah, that totally threw me off. Oh, I didn't know that was Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Profit First Professionals, we're going to turn around your business right now. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com, click on the Find button, and we will hook you up with a Profit First Professional, an expert, just like Sarah, someone who knows your industry inside and out, who knows how to drive profitability in your business. They will help you through the Profit First method. They'll drive Profit First in your business, and uh, you won't be a statistic. You'll be wealthy and healthy, baby. So do it now. ProfitFirstProfessionals.com, click on Find, fill out the form, and we'll take care of the rest. That's it. And you need an accountant or a bookkeeper anyway. Boom. Why not have one that's got your back in terms of profit? Think about that. No. What if what if there's a b- accountant or and or bookkeeper who makes your company more profitable, much more profitable, Bruh. then you guys go out to dinner and Bruh. have some nice dinner together and Bruh. be like, dude, profit. Thank Bruh. you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Thanks again to our guest, Sarah Shaw. And thanks to you, Mike and Christina and everyone over there in the background, including the Hawaiian Lumberjack, Obi-Ron Kenobi, and your new lavalier microphone. All right. We'll see you all next week. Let's get a fireball. I keep hitting broad to you laugh. Awesome. Great job, Sarah.